0: We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors' First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis nakoda Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve Indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining
1: method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks@sgpl.ca. at sgpl.ca. Courtney. Hi, Simone. Guess what this month is? What's this month? It is. Die November.
0: No way. Yeah. I should have known that. <laughs> it's terrific. rific Oh my gosh. T-rex. I am so looking forward to all of Simone's puns in this episode <laughs> because I feel like that's just going to be the bulk of the show. So please just let them all out. Get them out there.
1: <laughs> oh, there's so many. I could take up a whole show. Just telling
0: all my puns. But we're going to have a
1: roaring good time.
0: We need a counter, like a bell, every time you do one. Like, ding. That's two. Oh, we should. It's a good idea. I'll keep count. <laughs>
1: okay. So, I can't wait to talk about dinosaurs, because I love them, and I know you love them even more. So much. Let's just get right into it. with you're
0: reading? Or watching. Or listening. Or playing. Okay. So... Mm-hmm.
1: My uh, watcher reading, watching for this episode is very short. I watched a new show. Ooh, a new show. A new show. Well, it's actually not new because, as you pointed out when I brought it up on Google here, it came out in 2002, so it's almost 20 years old now. But it is Mr. Bean, the animated series. I was a huge Mr. Bean fan back in the 90s when it first came out. It's just so... Silly, if you haven't seen Mr. Bean, see Mr. Bean. I'm rhyming.
0: I love it. <laughs> You're just rocking this episode. I I'm really going to let am. you puns and rhyming. You just <laughs> go for it. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy. An MC. um, Oh, Mr. Bean. MB. Oh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> raise the roof. Some it's like 10 a.m., but raise it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had coffee yet. Gosh. <laughs>
0: So Mr Bean
1: is this guy, he's he might be an alien because at the end at the start of each episode there used to be this bright light and then he'd fall to the earth. So I'm not sure if he's actually human, but he's clueless and sweet and clumsy. He gets into all kinds of mishaps. He's always falling over and wrecking things and crashing into things. It's very British. There isn't really any talking in it, just Mr. Bean talks to his teddy bear, and he'll be like, Hello, teddy. Or he grumbles. He doesn't like sharing things, so he'll be like, Mine, mine. But apart from that, it's not really much talking. It's just all physical comedy. And the actor who plays him, Rowan Atkinson, he's he's getting up in years now, and I guess he... Still loves the character, but he didn't want to keep doing all the physical things. Like he there's one episode where he had a turkey on his head for Christmas, and another one where he's at a swimming pool and he's just flopping on the diving board. And yeah, (laughs) there's an animated series that he does voice for, and so you get to get all you get all the Mr. Bean silliness, but without him having to exert himself at his more mature age. So my stepdaughter told me about this, and she was like, have you ever heard of Mr. Bean? And I was like, have I ever heard of Mr. Bean? Let me tell you. My goodness. He watched this, and I was laughing so much. There's one episode where, well, his landlady's getting a new chair, and the guy comes to the door to deliver it, and he's like, Mrs. Smith. Mr. Bean's like, yes. And he's like, you're not Mrs. Smith. So Mr. Bean says, just a moment. And he runs, and he gets a mop head, and puts it on his head, and then he grabs um like a sheet and wraps it around himself and then comes back out he's like oh mrs smith and the delivery guy's like you're so beautiful and it's as you can tell it's totally ridiculous but oh my gosh so funny they're very short yeah i just had so much fun watching it it took me back kind of a simpler time when i used to watch the show with my mum. she loved mr bean and so lots of good memories and it's nice sharing it with my stepdaughter now and my wife is just looking at us like what she doesn't always get british humor this is also available in track it looks like there's only one copy place a hold on mr bean the animated series okay i'm done (laughs)
0: that's it you're like i'm done i feel like i can relate to mr bean especially when you mention the a little bit of selfishness like just mine Mm -hmm. i was like yep It sounds a little bit like Courtney. Just,
1: that's mine. Yeah. That's mine. This is mine. It's one episode where he's, um, his landlady, her grandson's playing on a console. And Mr. Bean's like, oh, I'll try. And then he just completely takes over and the boy's like,
0: can I help it back? And he's like, no, mine. Go right Mine.
1: <laughs> he may be many spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> he's your Patronus, Mr. Bean.
0: That would be amazing. <laughs> Could you imagine him coming out of a wand and just be like... Burr. Just bumbling around. Yeah. <laughs> Poking at the other Patronuses.
1: <laughs> like, what is this? Poking at Voldemort.
0: Like, oh, what's your nose? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we gotta call up J.K. Rowling and tell her to collab with Mr. Bean. Just make <laughs> that happen. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Okay. I did quite a bit of reading and a little bit of watching. Ooh. i got to tell you for watching what my new goal is, but first we're going to get into the reading. So I read a few books, okay. so I'll be brief about those. Because some of them are, well, some of them, majority of them are very beautiful books and I'm not doing them justice. So I would definitely just pick up the book and read the back because you'll probably get a better idea of that.
1: How long does it take you to read, um, how many books do you have? Three or
0: four there? Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to read four books? Well, because I read about 100 pages a day, mm-hmm. so if the book is 300 pages, it takes me three days. Okay. It's kind of my what I try to achieve. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always work, and sometimes a book is so good, you're like, oh, it's 2 a.m., but I don't care because <laughs> i got to mm-hmm. finish this book. Um, so let's get right into this one. And I apologize very much in advance for uh, butchering every author's <laughs> last name that I'm going to say ever because I am going to butcher every. Everyone. And I sincerely apologise. It's me, not them. Just give it give it your best shot. I will. And then I'll go on Google later and be like, Oh, that's not how you pronounce it at all <laughs> Not even close. And then the author's like, Wow. Wow. Come, <laughs> come on. on. Come on, you guys. <laughs> so the first one that I'm gonna talk about is The Tales from Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin. That Sounds sounds good. Let's try that one. Um so it's another it's kinda like um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it's like it's a trilogy, but there's five novels. Oh, which yeah. always confuses me because I'm like, then it's not a trilogy. <laughs> it's five novels, but no, they like the trilogy and five novels. Mm-hmm. So this one, I'm not gonna lie, it's a cute little juvenile book. I read it and I was like, okay, so what? But let me tell you a little bit what it's about. Okay, so it follows the story of a young boy named Ged. Uh, so he has a bunch of other names, but that's primarily his name, and it's. Very typical, like, he discovers he's a wizard, he goes off to an academy to train, he discovers he's to be the most powerful, what does this sound like? Like, very similar to Yes. Right? Um, And then there's this diabolical evil that he's got to overcome. And I'm like, okay. So I read the short book, and I'm like, oh, do I want to commit to the next four? <laughs> because it's very typical for me. But then... Because I got a copy that, I think it was in 2011 or 2001, I cannot remember. There was a foreword by the author. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to read what she has to say. Because mm-hmm. I heard nothing but amazing things about this author. Like, just wonderful things. i like, mm-hmm. okay. So apparently, I didn't know this. This book was first published something like 1968. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, what? It's that old? I had no idea. And at the time... Because her main character was a person of color, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, like right now I'm like, big deal. That's amazing. But back then, she got so much flack about, what, the main character is a wizard and he isn't white? Are you kidding? Yeah. This <laughs> is not going to be. And she How's just, that possible? Right? And so she wrote about that. And now I have this new love, obviously, for this author in this book. So I have to continue the series because I'm like... <sighs> Okay, well, that just that's enough feel for me. I'm good. So,
1: Oh, so Harry Potter may have been inspired by this somewhat. Could have been. Could have been.
0: But just the fact that she had a main character that was of colour, and a lot of the other characters were either black, or she described them as brown or copper, but skinned. And at the time, it was just like, oh.
1: Yeah, unheard of.
0: Oh, oh no, you mm-hmm. can't have that. And But now we're kind of like, no, that's... Amazing. Yeah. I want more. Give me more. Mm-hmm. So, Newfound Love, I will continue to read the trilogy slash five series novel. <laughs> uh, next, I read Keeper by Diane Wilson. So this one, first of all, you have to see the cover. It's beautiful. It's, the, you know, me and my pretty covers. Mm-hmm. It's basically just beautiful beadwork, indigenous beadwork, um, on the cover that decorates the front, mostly flowers. And I'm just like, yes, please. I'm taking that. Thank you. I don't even know what it's about, but it's beautiful. A really beautiful story of um, a Dakota family struggle to preserve the way of life and the sacrifices that they had to make to protect what matters most. So you follow two main characters ish. You kind of, there's a back and forth between two. Mm-hmm. And long story short, because I'm not going <laughs> to. So was like, why did you write so much? Because I literally just copy and pasted. But basically, the story is about a woman who um she used to live in the woods with her father and was very connected to her indigenous ways and then um he passes and fast forward a bit she ends up marrying a white guy on a farm is kind of the short of the long of it and um she starts to reconnect and find herself by planting seeds in their garden and i mean like not just like Nowadays, my lazy butt, where you just have, like, a pre-grown flower and you put it in the dirt and you're like, yay. Yeah. Like, straight from the seed. Mm -hmm. And her connection back to, like, Mother Earth and, like, her learning how to do that. And she has a little moment where she just has to flee and run away because it's all too much because uh, this uh, company wants to give all these new farmers this, like supreme fertilizer that'll save your crops and pesticides and meh, but of course it's damaging mother earth and she's mm-hmm. like i don't like that mm-hmm. so it's just a really beautiful beautiful story about the original relationships to the seeds and how they connect to her culture and her ancestors fantastic i highly recommend that, that sounds one. amazing yeah it's beautiful next one i loved this book <laughs> It was really good. I have a really good week, or a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Scorpio Races by Maggie Stavatter. If you love horses, and you'll love this book. They have the name for these. Did you see this name? I I copied it from Google. And I'm like, what? It's basically the idea of riders attempt to tame and ride these water horses. But I'm gonna attempt to pronounce this one because I was trying to find how to pronounce it on Google. Maybe you want to take a crack at it too. It's Kapil Yusis? Kapil Yusis? Yusis? And I'm like, I don't even know. Mm. So every time I read it, I'm like, water horse. Because I can't pronounce it. (laughs) Um, But you have to tame these wild horses and race them and cross the finish line. And then you win big prize, big money, and yay. But these water horses are, like, incredibly dangerous. Like, they eat people and things. Oh, wow. They got fangs and they're, like, flesh eating, like yeah so they're not your regular horse not at (laughs) all so it kind of follows um two people we've got a gentleman named sean who's like a returning champion and he knows how to like tame these water horses and is really good at like commanding them in a way Mm -hmm. and then we have a young girl because her real name escapes me right now because i think her nickname is puck But she wants to try the races, and of course then you find out, like, whoa, females can't go in the Scorpio races because it's only a man's thing, and you're gonna, like, ruin everything by being the first woman to be riding in these races, right? It's this whole, like,
1: oh, god. Mm -hmm.
0: But it was just so good, it was like a little smidge of romance, lots of action and suspense and violence, and there was some death. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of Sean helps Puck Enter these races, and I'm not gonna spoil it, but she has her own reasons of going into the races because she needs to win the prize money. And then I found out it was supposed to be a movie in 2015, but it went into production limbo, which made me really sad because I feel like this would be a really good show. Yeah, that sounds so cool. Netflix, if you're listening, you should read Scorpio Races and <laughs> turn this into a show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you've got lots of time. Do it. Right? Like, if you're looking for something new, if you want the next Squid Game, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> want that number one spot in there. So maybe it'll resurface. I don't know. But that was a really exciting read. Next, I've got The Unreconciled Family Truth and Indigenous Resistance by Jesse Wint. Great book. So it was part memoir and part manifesto, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And I loved it because you hear the word reconciliation all the time. And it just seems like it's becoming a politician's word just to like, we're Something just to throw out there, like, oh, we're reconciling, we're doing it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, but what are you actually doing? So he talks about the flawed concept of reconciliation and kind of shows how you could build new respect and relationships between the nation of Canada and Indigenous peoples, uh, which I thought was great because uh, I'm always like, I don't know what's, air quote, right. What should I do? Mm -hmm. So when someone says, like, these are the things you should try doing, and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll give that a try. No problem. So... He talks about how he, as a child, was the stereotypical, air quote, cartoon Indian. Mm -hmm. Um, And it goes into his life and his story and kind of what he overcame as an individual trying to make his way in the world. So that's a really good book. He also mentioned uh, peace between First Nations and the state of Canada can't be recovered through reconciliation because no such relationship ever existed. So that's pretty deep. Mm. I like that. It's not wrong, is he? No, not at all. Uh, so next, <laughs> I am gonna butcher this one too, because <laughs> it's um, the title is I believe it's an it's an Anishinaabemowin mm-hmm. for in the bush. So I'm gonna my sincere apologies. Nupiming, n o o p i m i n g, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, This was a really interesting read. Um, So it's Newpeming, The Cure for White Ladies by Leanne Betasamoske-Simpson. Sincerely apologize for that one. Both butcherings. Um, (laughs) This one, it reads almost like poetry, but then it kind of goes into a little bit of story. But then it's like very short, choppy sentences to kind of just get the point across. (laughs) Like there was, I remember like four pages of the same thing was just written like over and over and over to really drive that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So they introduced seven main characters. I'm not going to try to pronounce the proper names, but basically it's an old man who represents the narrator's will, the maple tree who represents the lungs, the old woman who represents their conscious, uh, the giant who represents their marrow, the caribou who represents their nervous system, the human who represents their eyes and ears, and then there's Lucy, a human who represents the brain. And they all, like, whoa. communicate and talk and have different points of view. Like, it's really beautiful. I, when I first started reading this, I'm like, I'm not smart enough to read this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I should just stop. But it was actually okay. So it did make sense. It did. It did. And it was just like, I, to come up with characters like that, I was like, whoa, this is like next level. Like mm-hmm. Creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I really recommend that book. You have
1: really great books.
0: I always find the most interesting ones. You do. (laughs) But yeah, those are really, really good. Okay, quickly, what I watched. Don't judge me. (laughs) I knew you are probably like, what? You just watched that? My goal, I told uh, one of my colleagues this as well, or I told one of our colleagues this. My goal is to try to watch five, air quote, classic movies that either yourself or a few of my colleagues, have watched. And I won't get the dirty looks anymore that I haven't watched it. <laughs> She's making me a list right now. And I'm going to try to do five a month. Okay. So I've got my five loaded on Netflix. There is one oh, if I tell you what it is, you're going to probably smack me. There's one that I put on hold at the library that wasn't on Netflix or any streaming system that I have. Well, so What is it? Bonum. Jaws? Yep. You haven't seen Jaws? Not from beginning to end. Oh, Simone's crying in a corner. She's like, why did I partner with this person? She's unbelievable. I've never seen the full Jaws from beginning to end. I see bits. Okay. Usually the most, like, fun bits, like, on the beach when everyone's like, oh, my God! Mm-hmm. But never.
1: Oh, well, you in for like, a treat. Great film.
0: I'm pretty excited. Um, so what I watched last weekend was Forrest Gump. <laughs> the first time.
1: I saw that when it came out in the theater.
0: wow. <laughs> oh, no, no, I feel. I'm just like, oh.
1: So, what did you think of Forrest Gump?
0: I didn't know it was like, a when I started watching, I was like, oh my gosh, this movie's like two and a half hours. Like It's a long movie. For the 80s or early 90s? 90s. My, my, see, already, I'm going to get smacked. 90s. For the 90s. Um, <laughs> that's pretty long. Like, that seems like more like, you know, 2010 plus when every movie was like two to three hours long. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Come on! But you know what? I thought it was cute. What, it, what did you think of Forrest Gump? Do you like it? Do you rewatch it? You're like, I've seen it once. I'm done.
1: I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, when I the first time I saw it at the theater with my friend, I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved um, how they integrated him with like John Lennon and Vietnam and ping pong, like all his adventures. Um, I I didn't really get all the depth of it, I think, when I first watched it. Oh, what's the name of the girl? Jenny. Jenny, yeah. Like her backstory, is so sad and their relationship. But yeah, I I thought it was a very good movie, but I didn't think it was one that I'd want to watch over and over again.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Absolutely. But yeah, I I liked it, but like yourself, I don't think I'd be like, I need to watch this all the time. Mhm. Now I just kinda of it's like a little checkbox, I'm like done moving on
1: yeah Oh, well, this is so great i'm I'm very excited to see what other movies you're gonna watch
0: if you want to send me a list i will <laughs> i would be more than happy to accept all the ones because even when i was talking to a few other colleagues they were overhearing us and they're like you haven't seen Jaws?" and i watched the graduate as well what did you think of that eh? I, okay <laughs> i think there has to be a special like place and time to watch some of these movies but the yeah. graduate i was just kind of like
1: Oh, it's the 60s.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I heard that Hello Darkness, my old friend, one more time, Mm -hmm. it just kept playing like that song and another song. And then finally the Mrs. Robinson song came out and I was like, yay. Okay, it's done. Yeah. And when he's at the wedding and it just goes like zoom. Oh my gosh. Elaine! And he's (laughs) screaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there were some very iconic moments and I've seen... Modern day cartoons or animation now that have taken stuff from that, and mm-hmm. then like, oh, that's from the graduate. Like, if you would have seen it, you would have recognized the reference. But me, it was okay. Okay. And then the last one I watched, and then I swear I'm done, <laughs> is a Korean drama on Netflix that's called Hotel Del Luna. So happy to put this on because I kept hearing about how great it was. And is it great? I, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done um basically it's the concept of this it reminds me very much of exholic so if you've seen or read that japanese manga or, or anime very similar um basically this cursed beautiful woman Um, she's cursed because she can never go to the afterlife and properly pass on so she's like thousands of years old uh runs this hotel for the dead hmm. so ghosts come to kind of like either fulfill their last wishes, so if they were someone who was, like, an author and passed and didn't get to finish their book, they could go to this hotel, and the hotel will provide everything for them to, like, complete their wishes, and then they could properly move on, and if they were really good, they could move on in a limo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go out in style.
0: Yes. And the kind of, not problem, but the, um, what happens with that is that there is a Human, usually one human, like hotel manager that has to be present. So the current one is retiring. So the awesome, beautiful chick decides, Oh, I'm gonna find a new one. So she finds this really hunky <laughs> young gentleman to run the hotel because she needs a human. To be there for like taxes and so it looks like an actual hotel like if a human was to go in there it just looks kind of like a rundown hotel mm-hmm. but if a ghost goes in there it's like this magnificent beautiful there's rooms that go forever there's a beach in the hotel wow. with like sun and she would just call up the like weather people and be like No, no 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 I don't want 12 a.m. beach anymore I want 6 p.m. sunset and it would just change. That's so cool. Right? So then there's a little bit of chemistry and a little bit of butting heads because this guy's like this new manager and he didn't really want to be the new manager, but his somewhat deadbeat dad kind of sold his son so he could save himself kind of idea. So he's like, oh yeah, it's, it's really fun. I love it. The fashions are really pretty.
1: (laughs) Is it live action or is it animated? Live action. Okay. Well, that does sound
0: good. Woohoo! On to our next segment, housekeeping!
1: So we are a little bit late to the party with some of these, so apologies for that. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll mention them because they absolutely deserve mentioning. Um, November 8th was Indigenous Veterans Day. November 11th was Remembrance Day. both very important, and thank you to all of those who served and continue to serve. We had our virtual visit with dinosaurs.
0: Did you get to see it? I didn't, did you? No. Mm -hmm. I'm really sad because Sarah, who planned and hosted all this awesomeness yes. said it was really good so I'm trying to convince her to do it again because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't want to see it because they had it virtually but then also they took up Boardroom B so that people that were coming in could come and watch it as well Cool. there was a green screen in, and apparently they had all this really cool like imagery in the background and then she would like show really cool things and I was like really?
1: Yeah. sounds amazing we'll, we'll hopefully see it again I hope so Oh, this is exciting. City of Spruce Grove Library Board vacancies. Yes, I think there's three. So, if you visit our website, sgpl.ca, go to about and then board, you'll find out how to apply to be a Spruce Grove Library Board member. If you're interested in volunteering your time and talents, there are three steps learn about SGPL. Review the City of Spruce Grove Volunteer Board and Community Opportunities. There's a link to that right here. And then apply by submitting a cover letter detailing your interest in the position along with a resume. So address, email, all the information is here on our website. Uh, You still have time to get your application in. So good luck to everyone who applies that time of year again for the patron satisfaction survey we want to give you the best possible library service and the best way for us to do that is for you to let us know how we're doing what we can improve what you like what you'd like to see so please fill in our patron satisfaction survey we listen to all your feedback
0: it's really important is it on our website? Should be. I believe I saw a banner. There are physical copies at the library as well at all service desks.
1: So you can pop in and pick up a paper copy to fill in. And we also have it on our website. Somewhere. I'm <laughs> not going to tell you where.
0: Yeah, no, there we go. No. Oh, wow.
1: So it is the fifth banner on our main page. And you can click on Take Us Survey. And it'll lead you right to it. Yeah, give us your comments. If you want to say, Simone and Courtney are amazing and we love Behind the Stacks, you know, feel free. But Just a suggestion. So thank you in advance for filling that in and giving us your invaluable feedback. Toy Mountain! Woo woo! Yes.
0: What is Toy Mountain, Courtney? Well, you made the amazing box that's sitting outside there and it's hanging in there. I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes we duct taped that sucker it's not we going sure anywhere. did <laughs> yeah it it doesn't look that pretty but it's sturdy uh so toy mountain so we have partnered with the spruce grove Knits once again mm-hmm. uh so please bring your unwrapped brand new sparkly toy to the library Extra bonus this year. Did you hear what Sarah has cooked up for us? I didn't. What is it? Every donation that you donate, you um, get a ballot. Mm-hmm. And the ballot goes to win, I think there's three possible prizes. It's like a Playmobil. Uh, two of them are Playmobil advent calendars. And another one is another toy that I'm not Ooh. sure. But it, they're really cool. I believe that contest only runs until the end of November because we want to make sure the person gets it so they can start their advent calendar right on December 1st. Absolutely. And then for the whole enchilada, um, I love enchiladas. That's mm-hmm. so good. Mmm, <laughs> enchiladas. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I know, right? Um, the last day to bring a, a toy in is December 9th, because I have to take it all to the church. And they had some special days, and those were the last days that I could properly go and make sure that they got all those amazing toys. Um,
1: We really want Courtney to have to carry a bunch of stuff, so
0: yes. please donate. I- yes, the... I'm sure we've talked about the bigger, the better, but like, yeah, make that mountain grow
1: and gift cards too.
0: Yes. Thank you for reminding me. We also have monetary donations. So we have a little box right by the checkout desk there. So you can put gift cards or just like some cash. Mm -hmm. And there is an online option available, I believe on our website, on the banner, um, there is a link so that if you wanted to just donate directly to Knips, they have links and probably their own page so you can do that as well. So there's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you'll be helping to make families' holiday this year really special. Exactly. So again, thank you in advance.
0: I should also mention that registration for the winter spring programs, so that's next year's programs in 2022, everything will be up on December 14th because a lot of our programs do require registration with all the COVID restrictions. So December 14th, for those that are listening, you get first scoop. Yeah, you guys are special. Thank you for listening. December 14th, you can start registering for all the amazing programs we'll have next year. What's
1: happening in Spruce Grove? The Community Homeless Winter Emergency Response launches on November 1st. So that is up and running. It will be active when the temperature drops to minus 25 or lower for a 24-hour period.
0: Yeah, there's a late-night cafe. We're one as well. Mm-hmm.
1: We are a, a spot for that. The Late Night Cafe, which will be located at the Congressional Christian Fellowship Church on King Street and will operate from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. And cold-weather supplies will be available and transportation will be available to and from the Late Night Cafe. So that's... A, Wonderful resource, because just yesterday, it wasn't even that cold, but it felt... Oh, my bus took three hours to get home. so
0: It was a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: So that's really great. November is Family Violence Prevention Month. Stop by the library to pick up your ribbons and moose hides. I thought they said a moose hides at the library, like you had to find the moose. <laughs>
0: Fine hidden moose, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Canadian. <laughs> so what does that
1: have to do with family violence? You're like, is
0: that a Canadian thing? I don't get it. Yeah, it's just Canadian. It's cool. That's fine. You just <laughs> accept it. You're like, there's a strange wild animal. It's probably just Canadian. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That's amazing. But yeah,
1: they mean different things. Mm-hmm. So the purple ribbon increases awareness and community responsiveness to family violence. The white ribbon calls on all men and boys to support survivors and prevent all forms of violence. And the moose hide signifies your commitment to honour, respect and protect the women and children in your life and to work together to end family violence. According to the AlbertaSafeHorizon.ca website, domestic abuse happens in our community and every month almost 140 calls Involving domestic abuse are made to Parkland RCMP. So I
0: feel like with COVID, things are a little bit more stressful. Yes.
1: So and, yeah, absolutely. So there are more stories as well.
0: Yeah, it goes right into almost like a police report of like victims and what happened.
1: That's terrible, but um, so important to have that information out there. So uh, yeah, show your support for ending um, and preventing family violence. Come in and pick up your ribbon or your moose hide. Courtney, I heard that you're excited about this. So why don't you tell us?
0: (laughs) Just a smidge. So I believe this is a Spruce Grove tradition. And I'm kind of just new to it because I'm actually like involved more so than usual. Mm -hmm. Usually I'm just like, nice. Um, But on Saturday, November 27th Mm -hmm. from 5 to 8.30 p.m. at Central Park is the light up. The light up. Yes. I
1: I have been going to that since I started at the library, so this will be my 14th or 15th year. It's my first year.
0: (laughs) 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 That's cute. So traditionally, what did they do
1: when you went? (laughs) Well, I remember one year I dressed up as an elf, and I helped kids um, meet Santa and Mrs. Claus for a story time at the log cabin. And there's also hot chocolate, hot dogs... It says here, hot chocolate and hot dogs for the first 600 people. So make sure you get there early because the hot chocolate and hot dogs are really good.
0: I'm kind of excited. I didn't even know that was part of it until I saw this on the website. And I was like, what?
1: Yeah. Oh. They just warm you up so much. Oh, so good. And, oh, this year, uh, experience our indigenous culture with visual displays, dancing, music, and dialogue. I think that's new.
0: Yes, because Sylvia partnered with the Flying Canoe Organization. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to have on the top of every hour like an indigenous performance, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be amazing. There's like a lot of there's francophone and mate and it's going to be really cool. Like this is kind of extra special, so I'm really excited.
1: That sounds amazing. Yeah. And of course, they will be skating. <laughs> so bring your skates. Can I, you skate? No. We talked about Go. this, I think,
0: before. I can...
1: Barely walk when it's winter without slipping. So,
0: Especially after yesterday, like my driveway, I was like, Wee mm-hmm. down we go. I don't yeah. know why people would voluntarily want to be on ice. But if you enjoy doing that, then you know, bring your skates and show off your skills. Show off your skills to me so I can just sit there and be like, oh, I can't do that. If you can stop, they're already miles ahead of me.
1: There will be speeches beginning at five, followed immediately by the lighting up of Central Park. The light up is beautiful, very exciting, and I'm so glad you're getting to experience it this year. I think you're going to have a great time. And of course, dress warm because activities will be outside and masks and social distancing are
0: recommended. Which is totally worth for a hot dog. <laughs> yes, I will dress warm and wear a mask for hot
1: dog. Yeah, you, hot you want to have the hot chocolate and the hot dog. I'm going to that was my now.
0: first thought. The hot dogs, oh, so good. <laughs> This is really cool. Our next one, Horizon Stage is back! Yay! Yay! We're always so happy and excited for Horizon That's Stage. Wonderful! And not just one show, but two shows.
1: Two shows in December. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Tickets are now available for Duffelbag Theatre: A Christmas Carol, on December fourth, and Best Little Newfoundland Christmas Pageant Ever on December tenth. Both of these shows were presented by Horizon Stage in 2018 and were very popular, so make sure to get your tickets.
0: And we just went to the sprucegrove.org website to find this and then they have links. Hopefully there's still tickets.
1: So yes, go to sprucegrove.org slash horizonstage and you will find links to get your tickets. $10 all ages. That's a bargain. It is also open for rentals and community use. It's being open in phases due to changes in public health measures and the final phase for the 2022-23 season additional planned programming which is anticipated to be announced near the end of june 2022 so that is very exciting i'm so glad the horizon stage is back (laughs) but that's wonderful and the new mayor jeff acker was quoted as saying it's wonderful to see that Horizon Stage will be reopening to rentals and community use as well as a return to some scheduling program next month. Arts and culture play an important role in our community and we are thrilled to see live performing art opportunities and events returning to Horizon Stage. Well said, Mayor Acker.
0: Now under the theme. (laughs) Yay, under the theme. 10 November. 10 November. Die November. What have we done to ourselves to celebrate this? I feel like this is torture because we already know that I can't pronounce anything. So
1: yes, we are gonna start this section with the 10 hardest to pronounce and spell prehistoric animal names. We're not gonna try and spell them, but we will try and pronounce
0: them. I'm even worse at spelling than I am at pronouncing.
1: If you are a dinosaur expert, then feel free to email us at behind at sgpl.ca and tell us how. Badly, we messed up all the names.
0: So what's great about this website is it shows how to say it, but then like we're, I'm gonna cover this, so we can't see. No, that's
1: not fair. Yeah,
0: we're gonna oh. butcher it. Try first, and then we're both gonna try. You mean I am mean because I'm like this is gonna this is, we're doing this as okay. honestly as we can. Fine. Okay. First one that we see here, it looks like a turtle. It does. Okay.
1: How do you okay, pronounce you can it? go
0: first. Oh gosh. La Oakley's? La. L-A-E-O-K-E-L-E-S Oh, I bet you that sounds better Okay, here's, they actually kind of Okay A-la-y-onk-l- I was right! A-L-A-E-O-K-E-L-E-S Nailed it Point for Simone You're dead You crazy
1: son of a bitch, you're dead
0: A-L-A-E-O-K-E-L-E-S We talked about this It sounds like a Harry Potter spell When you say it like that <laughs> That a British accent A <laughs> <A-la-y-O-K-A-L-E-S>. la <laughs> There you go, and a giant turtle should sign. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, how would you describe that? Two-legged raptor-like thing with giant plumes on its butt. Yeah, giant
1: red plumes. They are enormous, and I believe it is called the epide- um. <clears throat> Epidex Epidexipateriex Epidexipateriex. Epidex-
0: I think you got it. That's in my head. That's how it, I would pr- try to pronounce it. But yeah, Epidexipat Epi- Terrix. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, oh, you, you got it. Terix. Yep,
1: we Epidex-a-terex. got
0: Epidex-a-terex. No, not Terrix. Terrix.
1: Yep, you you got it. Oh Epidexeterix. Excellent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: the next one.
0: Oh, okay, well, I can't fully cover this one. Oh, what?
1: I want to be like, hew you. <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of a, a chunky dinosaur. He's,
0: he looks like that one, isn't that from like that Disney movie that one dinosaur is kind of like that, like that flat build, hailed four-legged, but could go on two legs if he needed to.
1: Yeah. he He's very strong. He looks like he's very, very muscular and... Um, he's a beefy boy. Yeah. A beefy boy. Okay. Do you want to try this one?
0: I just, like I said, I just want to be like, hew hew! canotholus. <laughs> hew <laughs> hew <Hugh>, canotholus. Yes. <laughs> That's not it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: that that's how we're both
0: going to say it. Okay, let's see. (laughs) What? That's not a Hugh Hugh. That's a way way. (laughs) Way way can outless anyone? Anyone? (laughs) Like way way can outless. (laughs) Um. Oh, duck build. Yeah, so it is. Oh. Oh. Oh, Okay. I don't even even want to try that. I heard a lot of dinosaurs that are like in China or Mexico are really hard to pronounce, so I'm pretty sure this is only the third one. <laughs> We're in trouble. Well, I'm I'm
1: sticking with hugh hugh. I like hugh hugh. Sounds like you're laughing. Hugh 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 It's a giant bat. Whoa! Cool.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's just basically a giant bat. Oni oh. coni cerus. <laughs> I love it. Oni coni cerus. <laughs> okay, I love that. Let's try that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oniconicterus. We got the terrace, but
1: Oniconicterus. Onicteris. What did O-nic-terus. I say? Oniconi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. I said Hugh <laughs> Hugh, and it's like way way, <laughs> but it's a giant clawed bat. <laughs> I bet that would be such a huge bat. Oh my gosh! I wish they had that other picture where it was like a human next to it. Yeah, I don't think the thing is, because that doesn't do it justice. When no. they say a big bat, I'm thinking like, yeah, big bat. Wow. <laughs> this is fun. Oh, gosh. Oh, Ooh, kind um, of
1: looks like an eel.
0: Yeah, it's a giant worm. <laughs> oh. I want it because... Mm, like
1: fle... Fle... Yes. definitely
0: that flella. Fle... Fle... The- 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 it looks so gross! It does. It looks like a sausage with a face. <laughs> Especially the colours they chose for it. And it's like a giant eye. <laughs> okay, what's the phlegm? Phleg. Phleg-a-thontia. Ha! We got, got it. it! Yay! The phleg part. Oh, so it was Greek.
1: That's why. It evokes the Greek root for phlegm eh. and phlegmatic.
0: Gross. But
1: font, oh. it's a mystery.
0: Yeah, I just call it the long body. It's a giant worm.
1: It sounds like something from Land Before Time, a long body. Oh, like a, a long
0: neck. Long neck and three horned and mm-hmm. spike tail. Like. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> what is
1: this?
0: <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um uh What's that mouth? Is it like a lizard with like a like a overbite? Yeah, he's got a a big snaggle tooth. So it's like a Komodo dragon with a giant overbite. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay, this should be Oh, I hate when they do phs and ths. Cuz so I'm like what do you do for thin thin or just ignore the pH. I think you
1: ignored the pH.
0: Thinos.
1: Thinosucus.
0: <laughs> like suckers. Thinosuccus.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's go. Why did they put four Fs in there? But <laughs> then. But then succus. Succus. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> There you go. You wouldn't want to pronounce this with a mouthful of crackers. Finosucus.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Ooh, Thino. Thinosuchus. It sounds like you have a stutter.
1: Thine. <laughs> he looks like he might stutter with that big.
0: Maybe tooth. that's what they were going for. Yeah, like this looks like this.
1: He's my favorite. He's your favorite so far. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, well, it's kind of like an orangutan. Yes. It's an orange monkey.
1: Very scary mouth. Look at those teeth.
0: Yeah, did they have to make it, like, raged? Probably. Proplio. Pithecus? Pithecus.
1: Proplio Pithecus.
0: I think, yeah. That one's not too bad because there's not some, like, a Z in there or something. (laughs) Proplio Pithecus. Okay. Proplio Pithecus. You got it. We should be paleontologists. Yeah, I want to name all these dinosaurs and things because. (laughs) Come on. Oh, what? What's this next one? Oh, it
1: looks really mad. Right? It's okay. <laughs> like, so, what are you looking at?
0: She's got that kind of, oh my god. Oh,
1: I scroll past the name.
0: <laughs> it's okay. We can't really see the, uh, there. Oh, gosh, it's Greek, so I'm going to butcher this. Thy? Theo? that Theo? Vitalia? Th- F- Th- Th- that just sounds like a pretty name. Like, that could be like a fantasy warrior princess goddess. I am Theo Vitalia. I think so. Coftalia, you got it. <gasps> Greek for Garden of the Gods.
1: See, we that we can do this. Okay, when I when I play a video game where I need to name my character, that's going to be the name. Excellent. <laughs> oh, so this this guy kind of looks like a dinosaur with a crocodile head.
0: Yeah, it's a marine reptile. Okay, let's go for that. Okay. Um. Okay. Now is it thigh?
1: I think it's thigh. I think it's it's been fur for most of them, hasn't it?
0: Thigh. Thililua? Th- Thililua, yes. Lilua? You got Thililua. it. You got it. Thilua. Oh, crap. What? Now look at ten. Look at that for ten! <laughs> <laughs> As I was just complaining about... Is this one from China because they like to put X's and Z's? <laughs> uh, oh, what? Oh my gosh. Oh, they even laugh. It's hard for Westerners to tackle. Well, okay. we're screwed.
1: Oh, let's try. <sighs> Zion Gugulanglong. <laughs> <laughs> Zion Guanlong.
0: Now, do X's do like SH sounds like Xiong guang, guang. I feel like an X sounds like a Z. I guess it could be
1: Xiong Guanlong.
0: The last part's kind of fun, but uh, that first one, I'm like, is that Yeah, Xiong uh, Guanlong.
1: I'm gonna know. say Xiong. It could be Xiong. Okay, I'll go with Xion, You go with Xiong. Sure. Zong Zong Guanlong.
0: See, it's not so bad when they put it out like that, but I'm just looking at the spelling. I was like. Ugh.
1: Oh, so I got it. Some, you got it. Some kind of. Good job. I want a prize, like <laughs> I want a dinosaur stuffy or something.
0: Okay, we'll get you like one of those cute little like dinosaur eggs or something. Thank you. you. Or a crown. You can just have a crown. I'll make you a crown. Okay. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. you were actually really good at this. Who knew? Okay. Now, next. Apparently, okay. I was always calling it a brachiosaurus. Yeah. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Oh well, they just did it. That is how you spell it. So it is Brachiosaurus. It is Brachiosaurus. Someone else was telling me that wasn't how you pronounce it. It was like the Tyron Museum. But this page is kind of fun because it's like all these dinosaurs. And they just pronounce them. That's all they do. Like, I put the playlist on here. So if someone wanted to go and look at all how everything we is. We should
1: put that in the notes. We totally could.
0: Brachiosaurus. Ankylosaurus. You all got Parasauroflophilus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Too fun.
1: Oh, Let's let's do one more. I like this one. You like this one. I'll be I'll be the dad and you be the son. Okay. Why are you
0: crying? Because I wanted to get a dinosaur for my babysitter. What? My baby sister. <laughs> <laughs> it must be lunchtime. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have so much for the blooper reel. It's just me not reading. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> let's try that again. <laughs> Sorry. <What? laughs> Why are you crying? Because I wanted to get a dinosaur for my baby sister.
1: Well, that's no reason to cry.
0: Yes, it is. No one would trade me. He wanted to trade it for his sister. <laughs> I'm sure my brother would like that joke. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, that went over my head. It took me a second until he started <laughs> laughing. He <laughs> had to explain that one to me. Even less sense if it was for my babysitter. I didn't get that. I was like... Why would it be your... That's, you heard it in my voice. It's like, babysitter? And you're like, sister. I'm like, yeah, that that makes more sense. Last one here for our theme. Don't know why this made me laugh so hard when I was... I wasn't even looking for this, I swear. But I think you should tell our listeners this final fact. And because it came from the BBC, that just made it that much more... I mean, it's a little dated. It's like almost 10 years old. But what I found on the <laughs> BBC's website was... It was like groundbreaking, like... Dinosaur farts cause global warming, says experts. And because it says experts, I'm like absolutely. Um, <laughs> Do you want to read? <laughs> oh my gosh! So British scientists have calculated the amount of gas called methane. Mm-hmm. We all know what that is, which would have come from the massive dinosaurs called sauropods. So I guess it's like that picture there, like a could you imagine that thing farting? <laughs> a giant long neck thing? This one. Oh my gosh. Um,
1: they studied farts made by cows and then calculated the gas they produce if cows were the size of dinosaurs. <laughs> if they worked out dinosaurs would have parked. So let's say perp. out five hundred and twenty million tons of gas every year.
0: Could you just imagine like a little gopher thing like poke its head out and just <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think it was like the poor things on the ground would be like oh my god, run. <laughs> I'm just imagining cows the size of
1: dinosaurs. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh yeah, sorry. That Maybe they found new discoveries in the last 20ish years, like maybe there's new research on this, but <laughs> it's just really funny.
1: So that's why the earth was so much warmer 150 million years ago because of dinosaur toots.
0: Oh, the greenhouse gases. So I could have had a palm tree outside my door, but now I can't because there's no dinosaurs to fart.
1: No. You would have also had a giant dinosaur outside your door farting, oh. so you might not have
0: wanted to go outside. Right? Right? I mean, I've always complained I've wanted to grow my own avocados because they're expensive. But <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. So that is, <laughs> we hope everyone had a great time with that one, <laughs> as much as we did. Oh my god, That was really fun. And science, you know? Just... Right? Like, smart. <laughs> we don't just entertain you, we teach you. That's right. Right? So now you can tell all your friends, did you know that dinosaur farts cause global warming? But I don't think we can top that, really. We should just, I think, wrap up. Yeah,
1: let's call it. If you would like to be a special guest, or you have any questions, concerns, or any great episode ideas, you can send them to us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca.
0: Yes, so this is kind of like our second last episode. We'll have one more episode. It'll probably be a little bit shorter just to wrap up the year. And then December will be your infamous blooper reel. So Mm -hmm. looking forward to those.
1: Yes, it's going to be so much fun.
0: Well, that's it
1: for us. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of Behind the Stacks. Oh, Courtney, what's that thing in the doorway?
0: Is that a...